Welcome everybody to Root Rebel Radio and if you tuned in last week hopefully this video will actually be working instead of looking at us doing the time-lapse boogie. Um, yeah, episode 2, season 2. What can people expect today? Hi everybody. And basically you should have said that's exactly how we wanted to record it. It was deliberate. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with my art. <laughs> if you don't understand it, it's art. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we thought this time now we're going to do a normal video that you can actually follow. Yeah. Might be more uh, engaging for you guys. Progress. <laughs> so what's the theme for this week? This, the theme uh, is uh, follow the leader. Follow the leader, 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 follow the leader. For people that don't know the song, this sound really awkward but it's a it's a sort of carnival song from uh, we're committed to awkward <laughs> exactly <laughs> follow the leader what is what does that mean well we'll discover it yeah uh, that's, just that's... like every episode we'll uh, unpack it and we'll um, shed some light on it and i think uh, we've done a pretty good job last week um with lost in translation yeah i really like that conversation yeah 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 and follow the leader for me uh that's something we're raised with right you follow some leader some kind of yeah in in, in this world in this life uh, somebody who has seemingly authority in a specific field in this society yeah, yeah some some authority or some somebody who makes a big um statement or has a big presence yeah uh, and usually usually puts up a theme that a lot of people can attach to yeah whether that's politics or... But we're not really talking about that one. We were talking about following the leader in yourself. And I think we've just unpacked uh, the, sim you know, the same subject in our, in our own lives. That hence the reason for this uh, podcast name. Uh, you know, in this journey, there's often a moment where you turn the tables around from, from looking to the outside, to outside leaders, outside authorities. And... There is a moment in this journey where you, you know, we have an option to proclaim, oh, I'm creating my own reality. So basically, I'm the sovereign, I'm the leader of my own, you know, everything I, I create is mine, it's coming from me, the, the, the God within, if you will. But we've known this for quite a while, right? But then getting to that true leadership or the true understanding of what sovereignty is, and like, you know, last week's episode, how do you then translate that leadership into the human counterpart, the, 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 the everyday counterpart of how do, you, how do you live it? How do you talk about it? How do you act it? So it well, there's so many steps leading up even to that, <laughs> to that point where you, don't say. You, even con you even contemplate taking your own leadership back um, and even understanding what it means um, to be a leader. Right, because it's looking on the outside. We are observing a certain attitude that leaders have, a certain um, relatability, but most of all, uh, power. Right, leadership. For me, that's also when you are on the journey of self-discovery. I think you, at some point, go like, I don't. Nobody's leading me at all. Right. And but at that point, you haven't claimed your own leadership. So you so just want to walk away from power. So I think the, the, the detachment of that. I, 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 I agree with that. So it's almost like you, you, you proclaim that, OK, it's not outside, it's inside. 
and it, what I did is I rebelled. I rebelled to any form, kind of my whole life, but at, especially after that moment. <laughs> root rebels. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, yeah, I rebelled. I rebelled to any form of authority, any, any form of leadership. But kind of secretly, I looked up to now spiritual leaders or leaders in the field oh, you of just replace it. sovereignty that and then now I look up to. And, and uh, they got less and less. But ultimately, it was you know, I had people in my life that I go, oh, I, I want to be like that. Oh, that's what leadership looks to me. That's what you, you know, being a balanced human being looks like to me. And over time, I think it, 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 it sort of dissipated into shit, it has to be me. Because I can't do it the same way, no matter how clever or how balanced that person is. It's their version of sovereignty and leadership. Because uh, I, I, I do think it's good to make a distinction between leadership like we see in the world, uh, being a good manager, being, a good, you know, being good with people. Or you know, sometimes a good leader is also you know, known as, okay, you make your monthly quota and the numbers for the shareholders look really good every year. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good yeah, so, person with... Yeah, so who are you asking, right? It's all a perspective. Yeah. So you can't really adopt any type of definition for leadership looking at the outside. Yet, that's our only reference, right? So I think that's... For me, it was really... And I'm still sort of chewing on it. Hard to take full responsibility for my own leadership without looking to somebody else for guidance or approval yeah and the other side of that coin is um yeah becoming a follower because every leader needs a follower and if you're a follower you place your sovereignty outside of yourself so yeah. so it's that part of being comfortable with uh, being in the following role because that takes away the responsibility of accountability yeah yeah it's another hard, uh, rock to, to hide behind, right? Yeah, and I think for many people that that works up to a certain point. Um, when maybe the restrictions of being a follower become too much, when it mm -hmm. becomes too limited, I think that's when people revolt. Um, and, you know, of course, there's political situations, there's... Um, the basic survival strategies that you know if it becomes too tight you sort of either have to escape it or you have to stand up for yourself yeah. so uh, there's so many forms of leadership and then also looking at what society teaches us the leaders that we always have to be when you're a father or a mother or um or just a, a strong friend that takes care of somebody who who needs support so so going into the leadership uh, stepping into that role i think everybody is uh, has a has a reference to that and has a story around that but then like you say you know like what is it that inspires me about leaders mm -hmm. what is it that i don't want to be and i think ultimately for me it comes down to if you haven't yet infused it with sovereignty and true presence and your own light then you're always following or you're always guiding with power. Yeah, so that's that's your definition of a leader. Yeah, and of course, you know, that's also culturally, um, you know, <laughs> we keep talking about the, the fun reference of being German, you know, just put a mustache on me and do my hair with a certain, <laughs> certain way, then, um, you know, I'll be that leader, the Führer. So it's, it's but there's, and again, it, it, I find it so interesting to also debunk the whole... 
narrative we have around um, you can't even say certain words anymore without it having a certain yeah connotation meaning. Yeah. yeah and 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 yeah come back to a lot of references of season one again if you haven't listened to it you might want to go back <laughs> it's good it's good and uh, talking about the cancel culture and talking about yeah. how how difficult it is these days to even say things or or you know turning it around how important it is to to really you know um be guided by your own flow and your own thoughts and your own truths it really be the standard or be the leader in your own in your own world in your own you know um what's the word for it your own presence yeah, so if, if you look if you if the whole world is completely confused and and you look for leadership there but every every week the definition of leadership changes the definition of what you can say or not say changes and we don't even know if certain information that we get through news outlet is true anymore. And instead of going into this wild you know, conspiracy thing uh, or you know, siding on the side of left or right or center or that particular leader and the other ones are crazy, uh, the best thing is to, to, to get comfortable in your own leadership, in your own seat, in your own knowingness of, you know, while the whole world is being confused, at least I'm I'm a standard for myself. I, I know I know where my truth is, where my true north is. And that's the meaning of or that's what life does. It it puts you into a certain reflection mode. Yeah. Through comparison, through interactions, through the mirror of the other. Mm -hmm. So only through projection can you know yourself yeah. into a certain um, understanding of self. And then, yeah, like you say, you know, put up, put up some boundaries. That's usually how it starts, right? It's like especially when you're in a, in a lower position of uh, power or of standing or authority, then, and we see it on the on the world stage at the moment. I find I find it really important that people stand up for their rights. Yeah. Because also, you know, it is such a fine line between. Um, you know, blaming the world for being the way it is uh, and saying, well, I'm just doing the work on myself and fuck everybody else. That's also not the solution, right? No, and, and, and I do agree. It's really hard uh, if you feel you're marginalized, whether it's uh, culturally, whether it's sexually or, or racially, like any, any type of marginalization usually sparks the first rebellion and the first, you know, I'm done with this stuff. And it's easy for me to say, like a like a, a white male, <laughs> you know, living in Amsterdam. Privileged, yeah. Exactly, uh, very privileged. Uh, but in the end, it comes down to the same. Where is the leadership in yourself? Where is your truth? Whether other people marginalize you or not, are you going to stand up and create, be the change instead of wait for the change, or have to have millions of people around you to rally for the change you know of course it helps if if um, i saw an article the other day if all women decide to you know equal rights or bust and all women decide to basically uh stop having children they could wipe out humanity uh so or if they all decide to stop working tomorrow you destabilize the entire economy uh, so it's 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 those you know it's those choices that that are could be really really big, but um, 
I think ultimately it's it's not about rallying together about really big issues. It's about what do you feel as a woman that you feel is an, is a is a balanced way of living and 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 ask for your truth uh, on 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 your boss for for equal pay or start your own company. Go fuck the boss. I'm done with this shit. I'm oh. going to start my own company and work with people and do what I ask from other people myself. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's it's, it's a big shift, but I also think it's hard because there, there's still a thing, there's still a, a, a big mass consciousness out there that there is a lot of inequality and there's a lot of uh, sort of false leadership or leadership that is still using old power or old hierarchy dynamics, and a lot of people that complain about it but also buy into that. So I think ultimately, if you, wanna, if you really want to get out of it, it has to come some, somewhere from within. And I think going back to last week's episode, um, I think we also talked about there's truth in everything and mm -hmm. everybody is right in one way or another. So every motivation at some point seemed a good idea. You know? <laughs> That's, and that's why I find it so difficult to speak on world matters or politics or, you know, like even society, structure, cultural, religious, whatever it is, as soon as it becomes this bigger picture. Uh, it gets you, sticky. It gets super sticky. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then, you know, there's these. There's this fraction that says, oh, but you should have said this and use your position wisely. You know, you now yeah. have an audience or whatever. That's why I think it's very, it's a very nice comfort zone for <laughs> me to only speak about my experience and to whenever I go into my job description as a coach um, to work with the individual or even when you work with a team to say, you know, what's, what's that part of you that can contribute to a healthy surrounding that's where it starts yeah um just oftentimes we get it confused with yeah but you know first i need to make sure that the other person's people t treat me in a, in a certain way and then i can be that leader or you know it's it doesn't work that way or or and, and, and you know i used to say that myself a lot I, there has to be certain um a certain environment or certain outcome or certain safety and then i can be that standard i can then i can sort of like thrive and be safe and blah 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 but ultimately there's always something there's always somebody who feels unsafe there's always a structure that i'm in where you go like ooh, i wouldn't have chosen that one so it's 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 a really tricky one but you bring it back to um muscles hierarchy of uh, personal needs really there's a certain minimum, bare minimum of yeah. how you need to make sure that you can change certain things in your life. First, you need to be safe. You need to be fed. You need to be loved in a certain way. There's certain things. Yeah. I think. And I completely agree. But. Because how, how, you know, how, how safe can you to be, to, to let it all come from within, and especially in the first you know, when you first start doing it, I think I think when you have more experience with it, it, it kind of shifts. Uh, but what, when you first have that awareness, shit, you know, everything around me is, is a reflection of me. Uh, I remember the first steps were very unsafe. 
So I was already in an unsafe world, an unsafe hierarchy that was complaining about nonstop, but I was too afraid of really stepping out of it. So I kept in a stalemate of complaining about it, but yeah, shit, I need it. Without them, I can't do it, but I hate it, but I, without them, I, I can't do it. And the loop went on and on until I was safe enough to go, okay, I can do this myself. But that took a, that took a long time. Yeah, and then again, what is a long time, right? Like, Relatively, it was actually yeah, super fast, yeah. but uh, yeah. So I think once you understand that everything is a reflection of what you sent out, we talked about last week as well, you know, yeah. like the, the, the mind is a great um, signal sender, the heart is the magnet that receives. So if I know that there's a certain dynamic going on, um, then I can see the bigger picture. And that for me, self, the understanding of self is like, that's going to be my life's theme because it never stops, right? As long as I'm in this physical body, as long as I'm interacting with life, um, I will keep learning about myself and about what I call forth, what kind of response I call forth. Uh, and then it's my responsibility. So I think now playing with the concept of leadership becomes more fun because I'm taking ownership. Yeah. So whatever feedback comes back, I can see as negative and say, well, that that's really uncomfortable or, you know, flip the finger to everybody and say, it's just nobody really understands me and say, asshole. But ultimately it is a message to me to go, okay, where wasn't I clear? Or where am I still playing certain roles that are misguiding, misleading, or confusing for other people so that they have to react towards me and say like, but you're not really showing up, right? And, and it's funny that you say that because the outside is always a really good reflection, literally, and, and it might feel, feel unsafe or it might feel that you're being attacked or you know, the big one not seen. But ultimately, if you pay attention to your surroundings, the people you attract, the people you know you hang with, the, the people you work for, and the feedback that comes back, the, it, it's usually very clear. Hey, shit, where where am I saying yes when it's a no? Where 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 am I saying no when it's a yes? And who of the people that I work with, I feel oh, there's a flow that's happening. I can I can stay in intuition and, and have a very clear explanation of, of what I'm trying to achieve with that feeling that I want to take into action. But then the people you work with, if the same loop happens back, you go, oh, okay, there's a, gives me energy, there's an expansion. No matter what I say, if the other person has a counterpoint, we have a healthy discussion and we, and, and it still feels expensive. Oh, great. That, so that are, those are good collaborators, but ultimately no matter how good the collaborators look, this is a tongue twister collaborator, no matter how good they look, ultimately there always will be a point where that collaborator has a difference, maybe slept slept wrong or, or has some events in their life happening, yeah. where it's ultimately no matter how wonderful it is and how many rainbow shoots out of which ass, you have to be the leader of your communication. So you're responsible on the human side to constantly um, channel or to constantly communicate what intuition you had and how you would, how your human likes to experience that in something physical. 
And, and, and that's the, leadership. The greatest test playground. Get, get a few kids <laughs> or get a dog. And, and then it will become pretty clear if you are in your clarity and in your presence and in your communication and where you are sort of, you know, going into the power game. Yeah. You know, I think... I think I'm going to get a dog. Yeah, don't do the kids part. It's, <laughs> and it's a very lengthy um, experiment if you go yeah. through that. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> but... Um, that's the thing, like constantly checking myself, what's the feedback that I'm getting now and not sitting on the high throne. Um, well, like we said yesterday. Letting the ego um, get in the way of that. Being willing to look at all of the feedback is also you. If it's all you, then also the feedback is you. And you can fight with the feedback or you can say, okay, it feels uncomfortable, but it's me. So what is it saying? What what is it saying about that's true leadership? Is not being afraid to make mistakes, not putting the whip to yourself like oh my god I fucked it up I did it wrong uh, for longer than you know it it needs to but preferably not forgive yourself move on uh, so that you can really listen to the feedback. Yeah, in in what situations that you can recall of your life. Has there been like an instant, no, that needs to change, and why? Well, Jesus, many. <laughs> but usually the change came, for me personally, the change came f in a nutshell for basically doing the same thing over and over and over and over. So, and I felt intuitively, this is not the place to work anymore. These are not the people that I need to work with anymore. This is not the communication yeah I'm, I'm not really being clear and, and my unclarity or my confusion or my my trying to not, like me not trying to upset anybody actually created much more confusion mm -hmm. so that system and it's very old you know uh, being seen being heard is the basis of it but you know and and and, and the system of really wanting to be liked because that was my survival mechanism in this in this lifetime. Uh, those two was like a, it just kept looping, and at a certain point, it got so very very boring. It's like like no matter who I upset, I need to step out of this because this if this is life for me, and I had a couple of moments in my life, uh, then I'm I'm just gonna leave. And again, not very dramatically, but it's like okay, I have an opportunity to be clear. And to be clear mostly to myself before I can be clear to others. So it was always that annoying person there, that annoying boss there. Oh, the world is so fucked up. No, 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 no. The communication with yourself. And being honest, where where am I playing the game of pretending I have leadership or authority over myself, but then not willing to look at certain things or not or or circumventing certain situations that feel uncomfortable or keeping certain agendas. So I'm really free. I have no agenda. And on, on, on the, you know, under the desk is like six agendas running. Well, those are the more, um, I think the more difficult um, defined roles of leadership where 
you know the lines blur and where you know it's not so clear because if you if you look at the the strict business sense of good leadership is very clear you know this is this is your task like this is what you're responsible for these are the people that that work for you and this is your goal so there yeah. are some certain parameters that um make it very clear for you this is my this is the field that i interact with this is how you know this is my playground here it's a mental intellectual definition kind of thing yeah, yeah. And, and if it was like that with everything then it would be very simple but you know like we said there's many different nuances to it and ultimately you have to break it down to it it's about presence within your own agency yeah yeah but i i i'd love to 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 continue talking about what you just said so the world at large or, or mass consciousness definition of good leadership is that you do your task well and you work well with the people that are entrusted to you or that you lead to do the task mm-hmm. um but what we're talking about is the extra element of uh, intuition and flow and synchronicity. Um, I think to, to a certain extent charisma, I think that comes from it. So it's almost bringing that well, sort of vague element. I mean, for us, it's not vague, but you know, for the world at large, usually it's like, what are you talking about feeling or intuition? You know, you know, these are numbers and we have a bit, you know, investor meeting at the end of the end of the year. So. Um, but a lot of business leaders that are really good, you hear talk about, I don't know why I did that. It, it's completely out of the ordinary. I had a feeling. But or I just, my, my gut told me to, to go left at the traffic lights. Like Elon Musk, who constantly does something that everybody goes, okay, you're making billions of dollars. Why the hell would you start a new company, risk it all, put everything on red, like with Twitter? And then after a while, they go, oh, oh, shit, there's like a really strong intuition part, but then coupled with a very strong leadership sense and knowing how to execute something that has not been done before. So it's it's usually in in history, always these people that combine the strong intuition with... We call it intuition. I think... You know, that's the difficult part of the whole journey of (laughs) self-discovery, that there's a certain terminology that you use within the tribe that you use within the rebels yeah. that you identify with or that you that yeah. you can relate to but ultimately um, it's about being able to communicate with everybody and so that everybody understands and I think what you're talking about um, with certain inventors or change makers or whatever we call it intuition we see a certain overall dynamic or energy pattern mm-hmm. there and we say well of course you know there's an intuition and then there's acting on the intuition and bringing it into you know action pieces yeah but i think a really good leader that is not connected to that part of himself or good like you know stories uh, film a good writer they don't have to be spiritual or know that they are actually working through intuition. It's just their quality. It's their character. It's their personality. And I actually like the whole movement of becoming more aware of those personality traits um, on the broader scale of the world that nowadays 
And yeah, you can sort of discuss if it's right or wrong. Like in the bigger companies, they are doing the Myers-Briggs tests, like the personality tests to make sure that you're that you Compatible are in a good, with, yeah, yeah, that you're in a good position and that you're also maybe not like a um, what do you call those like a personality type. Uh, yeah, or you you know you're not a threat to to the system basically, yeah. right? So yeah. They make sure that you're placed in the right context, which I think is important. Yeah. Again, looking at interactions in life it comes down to dynamics between people, and is that a smooth process or not? But uh, yeah, and I do I do agree with you. It's it's you know, we call it intuition, but maybe you know our listeners call it something else, and maybe uh, you know the top of, of of the business gurus out there would call it just common sense, or it doesn't really matter. But I I do feel personally that's what I see with the Steve Jobs, who had his own sh- share of you know problems with being very dominant and and having having trouble with. With some social interactions, lost in translation. Exactly. <laughs> here we go. But also was was like like was a Zen Buddhist in a way, and and had so much passion and intuition of I don't know why, I, but I'm going to fight for keep making things, doing things mm. a way that nobody believed in, and he was even fired from his own company for it. And in the end, he was right. People can argue the way he did it. But it's it's I always find it fascinating to, to to see to pick up on that intuition part or that that part where they go I just know and and just you know let me let me do it Ridley Scott for instance famous um, English director who did Gladiator and and uh, an Alien Blade Runner and that that sort of films he had like people visit his set that that. You know, were the money money guys and and basically arguing with him on Blade Runner, where whether where they put the pillars in the wrong, like they put them upside down for a scene, and a normal person would look at the pillars. Well, there's a there's a bit on front and there's a bit on the bottom, and the bit on the bottom was was wider. So there was a certain way that he felt it needed to be put. So he gets to set and then he finds out the pillars were in the wrong, so basically upside down, and and a normal person and one of the investors on the set said well what does it matter because changing the background will basically cost us half a day mm-hmm. of, of not filming it was just a miscommunication between the art director and he had a huge conversation with the art director and one of the money people uh, and in the end he said but just don't rationalize with me just don't rationalize something that for you is intellectual or mental or oh, but that's obvious because I'm I'm the artist here. This is my vision. So for me, having the, the you know the, the broader side of the pillar on a certain angle is my choice to make as an artist. You don't rationalize with me about it, and it's as close as as it gets to what we're talking about. Is like I have a feeling. Now trust me to execute that feeling. But with artists, it's easier because in a way we all know that they are channeling art from another realm even if you're not spiritual you can probably agree on yeah it's it's you know they're in a fantasy the world that they they get their vision from and and here comes a huge piece to that puzzle what you just said so you talk about um intuition and you talk about um good leadership like a steve jobs for example maybe it's the leaders that have a great vision and feel the 
vision is their purpose. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. That's what we connect with as human beings. And then we go, I'd like some of that because it just feels like all of a sudden this person f seems so much more fulfilled. Yeah. Or driven, or you know, like or, or, or even passionate, ha or have has have the you know have the stamina through that purpose to keep going, like 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 an Elon Musk, like a like a Steve Jobs, in the face of a lot of people not getting it, uh, you know, being fired. It's, so it's we look up to that types of motivation and inspiration, like wow, they like everybody told them no for years, and and not so only were they right. So just leadership is not in and of itself necessarily motivating or inspiring is it no because 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 if you're you, know, you can be a very good leader from a certain point of view if if, if you need to crunch certain numbers or, or, or like like nasdaq or you know uh, trading you can be an excellent leader make a lot of money but it wouldn't necessarily be a passion that an artist has for a certain vision yeah. Then again, you can't say to those people, oh, you don't have vision. No. Because they do. And, their and vision might be making money or their vision might be devising a completely different system of trading that nobody's ever thought of that, and, and then ups, upset or disrupt the market. So you can't define it. It comes down to everybody is right in their own way. Yeah. So um, it has many different expressions, but for me... The realization now after this exchange with you is, and that's why I love this podcast so much because <laughs> it just puts stuff into perspective in my. It could be we could be brain. doing this podcast or go to therapy. I think this is much better. <laughs> We're doing it with you. Tried everything else. <laughs> Please make your contribution for this session. Okay. <laughs> Press the donate button. Um, no, I do think that for me personally because i'm so driven by my own um inspiration and, and intuition and you know connection with my true self i like to see that in others too so i only really get motivated to follow somebody if they can inspire me so your your specific inclination of leadership or or intuition or inspiration yeah and that that happens to be very um childlike romantic very poetic very there's a certain um people might say airy fairiness to it um or i see somebody who's just so clear and so strong and so unwavering in their direction that i'm like wow that you know that just blows me away yeah but it's kind of funny playing advocate of the devil because i completely agree with you but there also have been times where I've seen people that are very strong in their conviction. And, and I've, I, I really looked up to them because like, wow, I wish I was that determined and, and that this is how we do it. I'm 100% sure. And, and it's, it's kind of refreshing. You want to follow those people, right? Because there's no doubt or at, at least seemingly there's no doubt. But now I think like moving into my own leadership more and more for me personally I made a very clear distinction between okay somebody who, who, who comes across as very comfortable in their convictions mm -hmm. and on the other hand hey it's their conviction it's their passion it's their intuition it's their whatever you want to call it so I can't just 
one-on-one -on -one take it over because it's not my, it's not mine I, I need to come to my where they are i can celebrate them and then i have to feel how can i get into my into this into my leadership into my center of conviction because if i copy them i copy their tricks and their ideas and their passion and and they came to that conclusion through a completely different means than i did so i can't take it over yeah but there's a certain um unwritten agreement in mass consciousness or society that it needs to be somehow accepted broadly accepted so yeah. just take fashion for example you know i can i can say somebody inspires me by their sense of fashion and i'm going to wear the same thing mm -hmm. does that give me the same appearance on a certain very broken down level to strip to the basics yeah probably but i wear it differently yeah. that, than that person that inspires me so there's so much more to that's actually a great example there's so much more to all of this than just copying something that you see somebody else do yeah yeah and there's 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 many more of those examples where so spiritually now okay moving on from the the, the everyday examples yeah spiritually on your own journey of self-discovery you use the same system of comparing in your teachers and your leaders right and your gurus whatever yeah. uh, oh i want to be like them or you know it's well apparently you can make money with being a healer you know maybe i should become a healer that's why there's so many <laughs> light workers out there that <laughs> are becoming a healer you know i think that the confusion is also in the translation of the human mind how do i you know, take this inspiration yeah. and actually see it for what it is rather than um, being misguided by it or... So flashed. how... And I love, I love this discussion. So how do you... How do you come to your own leadership? So it's almost like we... we, we, we res like we, we condense the whole conversation into an end conclusion. So almost like how do you... When you're you're still struggling with with your own leadership, and usually the signs, in my opinion, uh, are I'm looking outside towards God, and sometimes it's great to look outside for guidance or, or inspiration, but ultimately I'm I'm dependent and at, at at a certain point to others outside of me, or I'm complaining that that I'm in a really shitty situation with other people. But I'm not making a clear choice to get out of it or a clear choice to communicate to those other people what I want and need and then make a conclusion. If I don't get it, I'm going to move on and do something else. So it's usually we're, we're happy to complaining, but not actually be clear enough to, to break the loop. Um, so those are the signs. But how do you, how do you in your just Sandra's opinion, how do you get out of it? How do you get out of the the mass consciousness leadership and how do you get into your own leadership if you're on this path specifically there's certain steps i think um i love the sentence you got to do what you do until you know what you're doing yeah so through certain repetition in my experience my awareness gets strong enough that a certain situation doesn't work for me anymore yeah that's step one. I think in every situation that's applicable. Step two is uh, communication. 
first and foremost with myself. So understanding that I have an agency in this, that I can actually communicate my position. Um, and from that communication can come boundaries or reclaiming certain territory. But then you also run the risk that, you know, you overdo communication. So I think if you change systems, one thing that usually happens when you come out of a very strong pattern is you, the pendulum um, goes into the other direction. Yeah. So you overshoot the goal. It takes two points to, uh, to find them in the middle. Again, you need to overdo yeah. it, right? And then rein it back in. So giving myself permission did a great podcast on that too <laughs> permission granted that you are the one in charge saying like okay something doesn't work for me anymore again the no more mm -hmm. out of the no more comes I have to do it differently then I communicate it then, and in, in the best case scenario I think you find yourselves in um, a situation or an interaction with somebody where you can say that where you can say look I'm trying to move away from this behavior. I'm trying to um, change my habit here, my pattern. Please understand that if I come across too too much or contextualizing too and rough, keeping it keeping it yes. to yourself, yeah, or keeping it. I'm, I'm. This is what I need to change. I don't say that you have to agree, but here, here's me yeah. coming from me. Instead of you're doing it wrong, you need to change it so that I feel safe. Well, yeah. that could be a part of. Like I, you know, you could say I want to feel safe, and this is not a safe situation for me. What can we do about it? It's yeah. a different question than, than you are creating the unsafe. But then putting the context into it, saying, um, you know, this is happening within me right now, and certain coping mechanisms could come out. And for me, for example, one coping mechanism that would always be triggered um, after coming out of something unaware was um, sarcasm. Like yeah. when passive aggressive, sarcasm. passive aggressive um, humor, right? <laughs> that was very destructive for myself and for others. So you basically you you start adding certain um, ingredients to the mix, and then you notice like, okay, so I need to have awareness. I need to have communication. Um, I need to put context to my communication then reflection and then you know also the next thing must be kindness i must be kind to myself and yeah. then to my surroundings the surroundings that are witness to my change and also kind if you do have a reaction when we you know i had it the other week like uh the the, the discussion with another person was all about communication and what do i do i go into a reaction so it's forgiving yourself also for the reaction, but knowing, hey, wait a minute, what is this reaction? So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something. I want change. I had enough. I'm communicating that from me to another person. But if the other person doesn't do what I want or what I think is normal, you know, it's again the the, yeah. the righteous position. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm the one that holds the, you know, the truth. No, you don't. Everybody's right in a certain way. You just have to feel if you're compatible with the other person's truth and if not then move yeah. on but then if you're triggered and, and usually the trigger is something stupid like not being seen being heard uh actually that's kind of always a trigger 
or or a certain type of communication that you feel you're you're entitled to or not um but the moment you react take it home and again you know sit sit with yourself take the time to feel is it the same what you say like before you had enough and you you decide okay and i'm gonna have communication mm -hmm. with that person or that party to get me out of that loop usually that moment comes by being completely fed up with it but usually also by taking the time to go okay how can i get out of this loop so feeling it in yourself taking every responsibility back and that usually takes like meditation or or, or and different talking tries. to talking to a therapist or, or walking in the woods you, you need know? you need certain rounds of it you know like we're all um onion beings <laughs> you need to take the onions off like the, the 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 layers off because i won't get it right immediately no. you know and and i think you know at some point you might you might come to a situation where you just go like well fuck that shit like i'm out and then you put yourself into a different situation and through the new situation you get to see new layers of yourself yeah like you always take yourself with you which can be a good thing uh, or it can be a curse <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah you you will always discover that's why you know going leaving old relationships behind at some point can be very good if they're too limiting and you know don't do you well or for your growth but you will always have to look at you know what patterns am, am i reinforcing in those interactions and and i think ultimately you know the the ultimate form of leadership in my opinion is taking everything back taking full responsibility of your communication your wants and needs your actions um and come to a point, I mean, that's my ideal um, constellation of it, where I don't need anybody's approval on anything. But what I'm asking or what I'm communicating isn't also depending on anything. So it then you're free. And then the only thing I have to do is say, hey, okay, so I had a couple of conversations. I clearly feel that this is not compatible. So then... I think another important thing is agenda. So if I have a, a secret mm -hmm. agenda running, and I feel it's not compatible, and I set my piece and I set my communication without trying to change the other, which I think that's that's that's, that's a big one. Then I can just go. It was nice, uh, but I'm going to walk away. I'm going to I'm going to take myself out of a situation and create a new one. But the moment I have an agenda, mm -hmm. and usually it's a secret one, I want that person. Yeah, I'm not leaving until that person says what I want to hear. I'm not leaving until ta ba 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 Or, uh, you know, there is then dynamic and you want the other person to do something about it. And then you're stuck again. So then no amount of communication will actually solve that. And then you have to also take it in smaller increments, the change. Because I'm somebody, I get easily overwhelmed by... Um, by things that seem unsurmountable, especially when I'm in a pattern and I want to change it. So how do you get from the choice to the end result that I want changed, right? I want to experience that free part of myself, but still there's this huge mountain in yeah. between. And I think a great practice also um, in coaching is start journaling. I'm not a huge journaler. I, you know, I reluctantly... 
keep a journal randomly, but I keep reminding myself it is a great way to speak to myself. So take it in increments, take it in the day to day. So in the in the morning, maybe when you wake up and you have like, you know, everything, your reactions have calmed down write down the good stuff, write down the goals, like maybe even just for the day, this is how I want to communicate, this is what I want to experience, reaffirm your choice, come back to, you know, envisioning yourself in the solution and then take those steps towards it. And then in the evening, it's really important, especially when you tend to overthink a lot, write all of that stuff down, like get it out of your head head and say, I've tried my best today and then put it into you know maybe even chapters you know what worked really well for me today where am i proud of myself where was i able to be more of the new version of myself and what you can witness and what results have i already seen how it does work so you're you're basically become a witness to your own process instead of having to constantly need the outside to do it for you it works also but I think then you, you, you tend to get into the outside loops again. And then quickly. you get confused again and then you get overwhelmed again. And I think that's why structuring your thoughts in order to quiet them down can be helpful before you start meditating, for example. Because yeah. if it's just in the head, I've noticed that being a very um, overthinker, mental yeah. person, it does help me. Get it out of the head. Don't take it to bed yeah and and it's it's for me for me personally it was like in the mornings it was very much like i wake up immediately like the moment my eyes open whatever is not sort of you know nicely integrated or or whatever i'm worried about immediately starts running like and then to distract from that i immediately take up my phone who mm-hmm. you know mails sms's which usually then sets me off oh my god i need to do this and this and this then to not feel it, I'll watch the news. Well, that that really helps, you know, with all of the stuff. And I'm not saying don't watch the news, but for me, it just Im- immediately gets me into mental land, reaction lands, mass consciousness. Before I even had a coffee, and just so what I do now is I wake up and I don't look at my phone. And I wake up, I have a shower, I have a quiet moment of at least half an hour where I'm just sit and be and make a coffee. I don't need to meditate per se, but just be with myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uncomfortable thoughts come up because now I'm quiet. Can't help it. It's, and then when those thoughts, when I know what they are, I can go, okay, I'll deal with that later. Oh, I, I can just feel this. You know, it's it's out on the table. I don't have to instantly do something or solve it. But I've looked at it. I felt into it. And I, in, in a place of quiet, I can now easily... You know, have have the space in 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 that, in that, you know, in that me space, to go. Okay, I don't have to do anything with this. This thing is step twenty. I only need to know step one. Um, okay, there's a, there's a huge reaction here. So so what am I reacting to here? Okay. Oh, I'm just afraid of this and this. Okay, great. That's a great insight. You don't have to then do something with it. Just just acknowledge it. Move on. But just that moment, that half hour in the morning a day is so much more constructive than immediately getting up and, and going into the rabbit hole the rabbit hole of my own head because I can't blame the news or mass consciousness. I, I take up the iPhone. I look at Instagram for half an hour before I, I had any sort of sovereign thought of myself. And then I wonder why I'm going into the day like all shaky. So... And also knowing, you know, how the brain works. So I need to take the human... 
um, programming into account the brain is programmed like that you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you get your happiness from or a rush from will determine your day yeah that's also how the body works not just how the brain works how the body works so the body you know gets a very sugar loaded breakfast it will crave sugar for the rest of the day so certain yeah. things um are so obvious and we don't want to go near them because at least we know how that works yeah. right but taking the agency of leadership back into my realm where i can influence my well-being in a world that tells you don't be selfish yeah that is rebellion 101 the rebellion yeah. uh, the revolution starts within yeah and and i just thought of another thing that that while you were talking is that uh, I mean, I completely lost what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> this happens a lot, by the way. You go like, this is brilliant. Poof. <laughs> you immediately integrate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, taking agency of what you what you can affect, what you know, and then not trying to just go, la, 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 that doesn't exist. And sometimes you might need, you know, a couple of attempts to it. Um, but it starts in the small things where... I'm somebody, I have, I have great visions, I have a great um, goal that I'm working towards, but sometimes that's just way too big. It leaves me ignoring the details of the moment and it leaves me not being in the present moment. Yeah. So taking yourself back when it gets too overwhelming, um, making sure you get new references. Yeah. If I don't interact, I will never get references. That's what we talked so about last week. So there's a part in doing or taking action like yeah. you know talking about it last week in lost in translation being lost in that whole um translation of just being the human now all of a sudden awareness comes into it i retreat from life pandemic hits i don't even know who i am anymore but i found a new connection with myself now i have to go out practice that yeah and then see what position am i am I observing myself in that's yeah. new yeah yeah and giving yourself the space and the time to 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 discover that like the onion the the, the little moments in each day you don't have to you don't have to do a 180 and blow up your situation immediately you know resulting might you know you might get fired and then you have don't have money so there is there is well, there, there is a more elegant way of doing this it could also be a great land and sometimes curve, you yeah. just have to blow it up uh, I remember what I was gonna say mm. I think also the difficulty, and again, looking at my own life and a situation that I had last week, um, taking full responsibility for yourself and everything in your life and, every, and, and acknowledging that everything that is around your life or the people that are around you is a reflection of you. And, and if you really want to change it, you can, right? But I think for me, and, and that is a huge one, it was very, it was sometimes very hard to change because subconsciously, and now it's becoming more aware or now I'm becoming more aware of it. If I step into my full leadership, and again, this is according to my definition of the intuition and the human counterpart really dancing together. Um, 
if it's really, really, really the leadership that I know I, you know, that I that I have an ambition of, uh, there is no more playing games. Mm -hmm. There is no more playing games of <laughs> the little mouse, you know, my communication, or then banging my fist on the table because I really want to do something and I'm, I just did an assertiveness course and I'm gonna let people how good I communicate because it's the same side of the coin. Or I'm completely free to communicate my truth but then have hidden agendas under it. So I cannot play any games anymore. True leadership, you mean everything's transparent, mostly to yourself. So then when you go out, that's it. People can agree or not agree, but you're not dependent on it. And but it yeah. does mean you have to stop the games yourself, and not a few, but all of them. And I, you know, I I actually refer to it as a very selfish reason why I <laughs> want to experience my own um, leadership, because I want to see the results of my clarity. I want to see the result of who Sandra is becoming constantly. And I don't want games reflected back to me. I don't want to encounter any more confusion. I want to have the clear reflection of who I am in life. And you know, if it's not compatible, that it doesn't mean that everything needs to be compatible. I, you know, quite on the contrary, I'll probably know 90% of the time that you know this might not be for me. But then I can walk away from it, and then I don't have any more. You know, like logs in that fire and, you know, here's that hidden agenda. So if you don't want life to reflect confusion back to you, just be fucking clear yourself. It's that simple. Well, and I love that because, like, who is who is the real Sandra? Who is the real Jonathan? And with, with real, I, I, for, my, for me, the definition is uh, a playful, lighthearted way of combining my intuition with all of my passions and, and, and executing them, mm -hmm. whether it's making a film or, so I'm not saying, oh, I don't want to work hard anymore or, or I'm, I'm afraid of really complex projects. Actually, I love complex projects, but there's a certain like home base, a certain, yeah, it was ground zero in both the human executing it and the passion and the inspiration keeps coming in. And then there's a dance between the two. And a lot of people, in the past refer to it you know when, when a project certainly clicks into oh i don't know know why but the project you know suddenly clicked and mm -hmm. everything worked together and everybody just had a really good time and we don't know what happened but something you know it was really hard for a couple of weeks and bang it clicked so that so i love to discover who i am in that situation and keeping my old agendas no matter how much pain they protect or no matter how much things that I want they kind of keep you know I think they, they attract uh, I know if I if I keep doing it in the old way it's gonna attract in the old way and I'm so bored with you know because it's, it's also we made a movie about this so we analyzed it to death so mm -hmm. as long as I keep agendas, as long as, as, long as I'm, I keep fighting, as long as there's a separation between me and another world, I'm going to experience it. And instead of, hey, there is another world, or a collective consciousness that we all play with, but I want to play with, with, with me, not needing anything from me to me reflected through the outside back to me. 
and have fun with it. And boy, what could I do? But it does mean I, I, I kind of know I run out of excuses. I run out of excuses. I run out of games. I run out of things to hide. So it's more painful hiding things than now just taking them and go, oh, actually, that's not that bad. Yeah. That's true leadership for me. Uh, it's going through or, or saying whenever you have a escalation with somebody or you had a reaction to say shit to that person or to, to that group. I want to experience this, but in my reaction to you, I've done this. Uh, this is not what I want, and I'm sorry. But it's also taking all of that stuff back of, oh, I'm doing it wrong, I'm not seen, I failed. Who gives a shit? And that's as long as you can own up to it. it I think. Yeah. Taking that, those, those games out of it where you, know, you sort of lie to yourself or to others, yeah. right? And, and keep a little bit of it like close to your chest going like, yeah, but I'm not going to give away that part. Yeah, if you're honest with yourself, if you want to, if you want to have a clear um, reflection of life back to you, experience ease and grace, synchronicities, magic. Then listen also, to this podcast. I had a great. No, <laughs> No, magic or bust. You know, yeah. we talked about it. The yeah. choices that you make. So th there are certain steps that are that you can really plan and how you can facilitate yourself. I think that's that's all we ever talk about. Like how this is the journey whether you come from the spiritual angle or, you know, whatever. But there's some dynamics that you will encounter within yourself. And here's, you know, two rebels that, <laughs> that you know, might have burned their fingers a few times too often. <laughs> At least we get to fill a good show with we it. We get the scarf to prove it. Yeah, exactly. This was awesome. I hope this was awesome for you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you can see us. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, and, yeah. And if it's, ha I haven't looked back at it, so and it if might it's be. not, and if it's not awesome to see us, just go to the audio recording on Spotify <laughs> or wherever you listen to this. Might be good to actually not be distracted by the visuals. But I enjoy seeing you. Um, I enjoy being seen, and um, we'll be back next week. If you have any feedback that you would like to share with us, let's see if I can get it right this week podcast at rude-rebels.com that's the one that's the one you can and also if you want to share stuff like okay what is your definition of leadership uh, what is your magic or bust where, where is your loss and translation so really keep talking uh, on the comment section on the YouTube channel because uh, it's a great place also to you know to share ideas and, and to 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 test some of these you know peeling of the onions uh, with others so yeah and Again, what do we do with each other, the accountability, the reflection through the other, through the conversation. If there's a topic that you would like to um, have us reflect on, super happy to uh, take that on as an inspiration for the next one or for one of the next ones like we did with episode 10 of season one. Um, I love that. And um, yeah, we hope you're well. We hope the week is great and uh, we'll see you again. When? No idea. Next week, Friday. Bye-bye. <laughs>